0: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: If you are already awake on your Friday, you've got a head start. Happy Friday to you. If you're not quite there yet, well, happy almost Friday. That's a thing, too. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I am really, really excited to have a weekend at home. Now, my home is, well, it's chaos, and I can't even call it controlled chaos. Uh, As my hubby said, it looks like a bomb went off. So, you know, there's that. Uh, Our goal is one room a week to get organized And so we're working on the master bedroom, trying to get it organized so it doesn't look like boxes and bags and clothes and everything else everywhere. Uh, But yeah, both of us are kind of taking turns being a little overwhelmed by the size and the scope of the project. of trying to get the house in order. Thankfully, there's no yard work to do this time of the year because that would be a lot on top of everything else. Uh, but he is about to experience his first snow this weekend, and and by experience his first snow, I just mean at home, since he's now moved to New Jersey and uh, also different snow than Texas, right? Because when Texas, at least Houston, gets snow, we're talking about a a coating, maybe, and the whole city kind of shuts down. But this is different. Higher elevations in northern New Jersey, and looking forward to I'm. Uh, Four to six inches is what I've heard. And now it'll be his first time for the dog to experience snow. And we're not sure what she's going to do. She's a mini Aussie and she is a mini. She's the runt of a litter. So she's barely more than 16 pounds and she's afraid of everything. And so uh, I he thinks she's going to be afraid of the snow. I think like most Aussies, she's going to dig it. I mean, usually Australian shepherds love the snow, And in fact, I could never get Penny inside when it was snowing. She loved it. She would roll in it. She would jump through it. She would eat it. She would plunge her face into it. (laughs) Yeah, so things are going well with the pet assimilation. People keep asking me, how are the two dogs getting along? Well, Daisy is already attached at the hip to Penny, except here's the problem. Um... Penny's old, obviously, and she's a little slow. And it takes her a while to move around, to get up, to get down, to move around. And Daisy crowds her and sometimes just walks over her. Like Penny will be laying down and and Daisy will want to chase a ball. And she'll just run right over Penny, which of course is disturbing to Penn. Um, And then the other thing that happens is I'll be petting my dog and Daisy will get jealous. So Daisy's the the new dog and she's very jealous. She gets jealous when I talk to Penny, when I talk to the cat, and Daisy comes running. And so she'll crowd Penny out, which again is Penny doesn't care. She's really calm, except she doesn't want other dogs in her face.
2: Kind of a disregard that I existed.
1: Yeah. So I feel badly for Penny, and I'm I'm trying to get Daisy to be sweet to her, but that's a little at this point lost on the puppy. And then here's what else is happening. Uh the sugar, the sugar element going great. The the three pets were following me all over the house together on Thursday evening. So there's no more hissing. Not it really wasn't a lot of hissing. There's no real growling. They're fine being each other's space to the point where again, I was trying to pet Sugar and Daisy comes running because she wants to be the center of attention as well. And so then you've got Daisy and Sugar both wanting me to pet them. They sniff noses or touch noses and sniffed each other and it's it's really going fine. The biggest challenge right now is that they're all eating each other's food. Well, Daisy's eating everyone's food and uh, Sugar is not eating much, though she did try to eat Daisy's food recently. It's just a, it's like a zoo. I mean, I call myself a zookeeper on my Twitter, but... I always thought I would stick to two two pets from the point at which I lost my older cat in 2020, three pets by yourself is a lot. And I I decided I would never have three pets again. Oh. <laughs> so, we've got a blended family. We've got three pets and boxes and bags and furniture and pillows. I never knew one person could have so many pillows. Uh, Bob has a pillow thing, meaning he he has a hard time finding the right pillow and so he will purchase more pillows to try to figure out the right pillow so he doesn't wake up with neck pain and yet that's resulted in a lot of pillows. <laughs> so my entire my entire spare bed, which we're gonna get rid of, my entire spare bed is covered with pillows right now.
2: It's just uh, so the pillows yeah. that don't function the way he likes them to, he still keeps them.
1: Yes, for but s- they hurt him. Well, right for spare beds, and the, but he'll buy them and he'll put them on other beds. I see. Except now, well, so in his old house in Houston, he had two spare beds, you know, for his his uh, family when they would come visit, um, and now <laughs> because he had gone on this exhaustive search for pillows. There's all these extra pillows, and we ended up bringing, we used the pillows as packing material, right? But we ended up bringing all the pillows with us, and they're just, they're all over the place. There's pillows everywhere. Upstairs in the house, there's two bedrooms. There's pillows everywhere. So you can just lay down and take a nap, really, wherever Yeah, you just want. on the pillows. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, like I say, I say the spare bed that I have right now is covered with pillows. We can't even really use it for anything else because it's got pillows stacked everywhere. Here's the other thing that I wasn't expecting. There are towels everywhere, right? So we use the towels as packing material too. And as I've washed loads of towels... Once we emptied the trailer and the vehicles post-move, now there's towels everywhere. And so we had to determine which pillows and which towels we're going to get rid of. (laughs) I never thought that would be the biggest challenge. But I'm not kidding. There's stacks of towels on top of the stacks of pillows. And so, yeah, right now, the biggest thing is determining which dishes. So that's, that's a challenge. Because both of us have dishes from our grandmothers. We're going to use his grandmother's dishes, but I am also getting rid of dishes that I have for my grandmother. Which dishes, which pillows, and which towels?
2: That's what they say is the most important things when you're moving a new house, right? Dishes, pillows, and towels. towels.
1: Yeah, and then there's extra furniture, and there's boxes, It just... Who knew that combining two households could be so intellectually challenging? Forget just the physical challenges of moving all over the place, but... Yes, it requires quite the thought who's keeping towels, Who's to- which towels and where and which pill I mean, I'm not kidding you. There have got to be right now in our house two dozen pillows. No. I swear to you. I'm not kidding. I'm going to take a picture of the pillows specifically for you when I get home on Friday morning and you will see. The pillows are so tall that they, they're stacked higher than, than I am on this on my spare bed and he's a big fan of pillows
2: has he found one that he likes yet or is he still in the search
1: he's still working it out still working it out (laughs) i know right i mean it's okay i want you to have a pillow that allows you to sleep comfortably but apparently it's a it's a lifelong pursuit
2: <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering I guess the spare beds make sense, but so if he doesn't find one, then he does he have one that he's like okay with at the moment? Well, he's still like so he's right, still he, using one nightly.
1: Yes, he has pillows that he will use, but they're not they're still not perfect, if you will. Uh and like actually a in the
2: pee kind of situation?
1: Yeah, since we've been back in New Jersey, I think he's tried four different pillows. And is still working on it. And he's bought them in Jersey? No, no, no. He, oh, he these are pillows these that he, right. So we couldn't leave any of the pillows behind. Again, we use them as packing material, but that also he's, yeah, he's uh, needing these pillows to, to work out and I don't want him to have neck pain. I, it's the it's, worst. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And so I keep telling him or asking him, how did that one treat you? And how, how do you feel this morning? And nope. And uh, let's see. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I guess we're on to night number five now, into Friday morning. And he's tried four different pillows. Oh my god, <laughs> poor guy! <laughs> it's a terrible plight in life. <laughs>
2: Has he tried a squishmallow?
1: See, why didn't I think of that?
2: I've read only good things about them. About Brave squishmallows. Reviews.
1: All right, I feel like that's uh, gonna be next. Ergonomic, we... right? They are also what a good word, Jay. Also, um. We're talking about those temperpedic pillows. Yes. Th- the ones that will keep the shape or will conform to your body. Mm-hmm. So it seems like those would work. But then he talks about how some of them are too tall, some of them are too thick. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank what does he
2: like? He just likes a normal standard size pillow, the extra longer ones. Like the yeah, full body. so so apparently
1: what's happening right now while he's sleeping is that it's a king-sized pillow that takes up the entire bed. And he said, well, I can't use that one because there's no room for you. And my response was, well, I'm not sleeping there tonight. Feel free to use your pillow. So he likes that. One. So he got up and he went to get the pillow. <laughs> so kink sized and Tempur-Pedic and, you know, the ones that, shoot, there's Tempur-Pedics, the ones that conform to you, right? Right. Okay. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's what he's working with tonight.
2: That sounds lovely. I mean, it, lovely. Might not, and, and, nice, Jay. it might take more than one night. It might take like a week where he's just going to have to kind of mold it. You know, well, but yeah. once that week's done and he molds it. That should be his pillow.
1: Here's what I think. Uh, only old people complain about their pillows. <laughs> That's true. But
2: I guess also with a tempur pillow, what if he sleeps in a position for like two days that he doesn't like? And then the pillow's stuck in right? that position. Right. You know? You got to uh, yeah. have the perfect sleep to, to mold that pillow or else it's screwed. <laughs> the pillows don't do anything.
1: Don't tell him any of this. I just need him to find a pillow. <laughs> right. So we cannot have this drama. It's pillow drama.
2: Therapeutics are perfect, it, actually. It
1: gives a whole new meaning to pillow talk, is what <laughs> it does. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Producer Jay, happy Friday to you. If you're waking up, I hope that your neck does not hurt and you have the perfect pillow so that you do not have to deal with anything like this. Uh, On Twitter, Radio. if you'd like to vote for the After Hours Game of the Week, man, it's been a while since we've done a Game of the Week poll, but we're going into Week 18 in the NFL. We've got four games that have very real Playoff implications and teams that are in control of their own destinies. If you're a big fan of those types of... Whoa. Jay, did you see our call screener? I just looked over at our call screener and it's it's different. Uh, Somebody's been playing with it. Yeah. Anyway, back to the poll really quickly. Mm. Um, We've got multiple teams that are in charge of their own destinies. If the... For instance, if the Packers win on Sunday, week 18, this is so ironic to me. No Aaron Rodgers. He's bitty stirring up trouble. Uh, So there's no Aaron Rodgers, but there is Jordan Love, and the Packers are now in position where if they win, they are in, just like last year. Last year they couldn't get it done. This year, however... There's a lot of confidence around the Packers at Lambeau Field hosting the Bears. You know the Bears would like nothing better than to play spoiler, but it's so ironic to me that a year later, a year without Aaron Rodgers and then the exact same freaking position that they were in Week 18 last year. Bums. <laughs> wow, that's rude. You're jealous, aren't you? You're jealous that they have a chance to be in the postseason. Maybe you think they shouldn't be in the postseason without you. Don't make it up. Okay. How how dare the Packers move on and play football without you? How dare they?
3: You know what? It's going to be hard to cancel me.
1: The insult. Are you kidding? The lack of respect. How can the Packers, a once-proud franchise, move on and play football without you, the king of all?
2: I'm offended.
1: Me too. How could you possibly <laughs> say that? Raise your hand if you've missed Aaron Rodgers. Just raise your hand. Go ahead, wherever you are. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Why are you so mean? So <laughs> just, animals. Just. <laughs> I'm trying to do a serious show here about pillow talk and all. Raise your hand, right? No one can see you. Most people can't see you. And I mean, if you're by yourself, no one can see you. Raise your hand if you miss Aaron Rodgers. You know who you are.
3: The guy glows in the dark.
1: Okay, maybe someone can see you if he glows in the dark. (laughs) I'm thinking in New York City where Aaron has... Well, he's left the Jets in an unenviable position, but he's also stirred up trouble with his latest appearance on Pat McAfee. Did you know he gets paid a million dollars to do that? That's insane. And... You know, he tends to get off the beaten path with some of his opinions. And so there's been a bit of a brouhaha. Now, I'm not going to tell you I don't care, only that I don't think it's worth talking about here on the show. But I will tell you this. On our New York affiliate, WFAN, they have gone ape crazy over the latest Aaron Rodgers commentary. And it's been a major story. So, yeah, once again, he's not playing football, but he's still hijacked... (laughs) <laughs> local radio. Stop talking about. Me. I'm I'm not gonna do. Well, I am gonna do it, but mostly just to say, I I thought I would miss him playing football this year. I I didn't really. It seems like he never went away. I, would I rather see him playing football than hear him yapping? Yes. Do you think there's another darkness retreat in his? future I could or is see it ayahuasca? Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. That, Irew, Irewasca? Irewasca. that one of
2: the something along those lines, maybe something new, yeah. something more out there.
1: He's one of those guys who's going to have a real hard time when he retires because when you retire, kind of like this year, I wouldn't say it's instant. For instance, Peyton Manning and Peyton and Eli They've managed to stay relevant. Our friend Boomer Esiason, he's still very relevant. He's on TV and radio almost daily, talking about the NFL. Tony Romo, still relevant. Tom Brady, now as a podcast, will soon be in the broadcast booth. So there are some that manage to stay relevant, but for the the vast majority of professional athletes, once they're out, the fan bases move on. It's not that they don't appreciate what you've done, and I'm sure at some point Aaron will be honored. In Green Bay, he is a Super Bowl champion and a a multi-year MVP, after all, and a Hall of Famer. So no doubt they will honor him, but I think he's going to have trouble once he retires because you don't have the same platform anymore. Uh, uh, Very few have the same platform.
2: Could you see him going into media?
1: Isn't he already in media?
2: I, I mean more like being on the other side of it, like being the McAfee having a show or like being Brady going into the booth. I don't think I could see that from him.
1: I don't think he wants to share a microphone. Yeah. I think he could do it, maybe do it himself. A
2: podcast kind of thing. Why
1: would you appear on someone else's show where you, except it's a lot of work. He may not realize it, but it's a lot of work to be successful. Uh, Micah Parsons works with Bleacher Report, right? And he does this every week. As much as Aaron Rodgers has the name that will attract people initially, if you don't offer content that's interesting or keeps people coming back, well, then you're, you soon will just become one of the army of voices out there with the 8,942 podcasts just devoted to the NFL. I mean, there's there's so many different options that if you aren't offering something that's unique and interesting and stands out, well, then you just become uh, kind of one of the you at know, one of the crowd. There's lots of former athletes that are doing podcasts. They're not all extremely popular. I think there's potential for him to be sure, but would he want to go through all the effort of doing it on his own, like striking out on his own, or would he prefer to be attached to another media name? I guess it's good work if you can get it, getting paid a million bucks for an hour long interview once a week. Not too bad. I would do that. Actually, a, a one hour a week is not enough airtime for me, but I'd take the mill. I'd take the mill. The cool mill. Alan is listening in Dallas. Alan, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Hmm. Alan? <laughs> We're not calling you. You're calling us. <laughs> Who's calling calling? Who are you calling? I don't know. Alan? How is he doing this? What if he says hello? What do I do? <laughs> hmm.
2: This is Eric Flynn with Annie Cleaning. I can't come to the phone at the moment. <laughs> please leave your name and know, phone number, there. and I will call you back as soon as possible.
3: At the tone,
1: please record Oh, I'm going to just wait. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi. This is Amy Lawrence. From After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I actually have no idea who I'm calling, but somehow on our national radio show, your number was dialed. I, yeah, I'm, I honestly have no clue how or why. But Alan, if this is you, please call us back. The number is 855 212 4CBS. That's, 855 212 4227, and it's toll free. And we'd love to connect sometime in the near future. Happy New Year! What was that? I'll be waiting for that callback. How in the world did we end up calling someone else? I don't know how that I've happened. I've never, I mean, I know this equipment comes from 1972, but how did that happen?
2: I've never seen that. I don't know how that's even possible. (laughs) So he's on the line. How does? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm I'm just need this phone to ring from that number for a callback. So we'll see.
1: Mm. Uh, But I don't. Mm. I don't know
2: how that. I don't know what just happened.
1: Mm. I don't either. But we just left (laughs) him. We just. At least I was honest about who we were and who uh, how why we were calling. Rude.
2: I mean, (laughs) not a prank call. Just.
1: Oh, well. All right, then. Sorry, Ellen in Dallas. We look forward to hearing from you again. Okay, coming up. Wait until you hear Rory McIlroy. I know it's it's just the very beginning of golf season, and I wouldn't care for any other reason except that Rory has been an outspoken enemy, and I mean public enemy number one for live golf. Hit live. Hit live.
4: Like I hit live.
1: Hit it. And now he's changing his tune. Weirdly enough.
0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits will all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
1: After hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.
2: You are listening to the After Hours podcast. After hours.
4: golf was the last place to play golf on earth I would retire that's how I feel about it so seriously yeah I'd play the majors and then but yeah I'd I'd be pretty comfortable
2: this is After
4: Hours
2: with Amy Lawrence
1: that is the voice of one Rory McElroy who made his distaste disgust dislike disdain for live golf very clear that goes back to july of of last year jay july of 2023 it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio what a difference 6 months makes now rory i think of the pga golfers that were outspoken about live he was the leader of the pack, uh, he became the self-described defender of the PGA Tour, going back to the in the uh, birth of Live, right the the first steps, the inroads of Live to poach golfers from the PGA. But he was also blindsided by the PGA when this merger with Liv was announced, and instantly everyone wondered. How long until we hear from Rory, and what will he say? And he admitted that he felt betrayed. He admitted that this was something he was having a hard time getting on board with. And he also predicted the demise of the PGA, or excuse me, the Live Tour. Except that's not what's happened. And now John Rahm has bolted for Live And that tour is very much alive. And now, fast forward to the start of the 2024 golf season, and Rory is changing his tune. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. He was, I would say, kinder, gentler when it comes to the place for live in golf. But he also admits that there's been a major impact on the PGA Tour and he kind of has to be resigned to it.
4: Competition is good, right? Mm. It, it it makes people. Um, but at the same time, I think with the PGA Tour, trying to compete with Live and the Saudis money is like completely unsustainable. Mm. They can't do that. They just it's not, you know, you're never going to win a fight if you're just, you know, money for money, because mm. I think we've seen in all sport like there's. No one's spending like the Saudis. So, how can you, how can you tilt the odds in your favor so that you can make your product better, that you can make fans want to engage more with with what you're doing? I think that's how the PGA Tour can. I, I don't want to say win this fight mm-hmm. because you know there's negotiations going on and everyone trying to come back together, which I think will be good for golf. Um, but it it put the PGA Tour in a position where they had to spend a lot of money that. Maybe put them on a path that was that was unsustainable, and now you're saying some sponsors are pulling out because the tour are asking for so much money, and the sponsors are like we can't, you know, we can't afford that. We can't afford it.
1: This is Rory McElroy on the Stick to Football podcast, and he's essentially saying that it's an unfair fight, or it's not an e- it's not an even fight. Not that it's unfair, but it's impossible for the PGA to compete with live because of the money and that's what we've been saying going back to the announced merger which still has no shape or form or solid terms at least none that we've heard about the merger was announced last summer and I still think it's a sham I think it was the attempt by the PGA commissioner Jay Monahan and the leadership of the PGA to get the lawsuits to go away And to get an infusion of cash. But that the merger itself was never really part of the equation. They weren't ever going to bring the two entities together. Add team golf. To the PGA. And if they had any type of resolution. Any type of structure for this merger. John Rahm wouldn't have bolted to live. Unless he got smart and he bolted to get the money. Knowing that the merger was coming down the pike. But I think it's. It, it It's all, I actually think it's a total sham. It's all just a trick to make it seem like they had come to an agreement to put their differences aside and work together when really what it boils down to is Live is paying off the PGA. That's it. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Here, we have money to burn. Go do your thing. We're going to need a few concessions from you down the road, but here's some money to help it go down a little smoother. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. On the Stick to Football podcast, Roy was asked whether or not he feels like he's lost a fight.
4: I think I've I've basically went through the last 2 years with this like altruistic approach of I've sort of looked at the world in the way I've wanted to see it instead of just sort of, you know, going through life with, not with, not, like, not that I haven't, I've accepted reality basically, like this is what's going to happen and you can say what you want and do what you want, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to change people's minds, you're never going to be able to make them to make a decision based on what you say, so... I don't. Feel, have I lost a fight? I don't feel like I've lost a fight, but I've just accepted the fact that this is part of our sport now.
1: I've accepted the fact. I'm resigned to the fact that this is part of our sport now. So, what would he do differently if he could go back and change it? What would he do differently?
4: I was probably judgmental of the guys that went at the start, and I think that was a bit of a mistake on my part because I now realize not everyone's in my position or in Tiger's position, and you know you you get this offer and it's, you know, what do you do? It's, you know, we're all, we all turn professional to, to make a living playing the sports that we do. And um, I think that's what I realized over the last two years. I can't judge people for making that decision. And um, so if I regret anything, it was probably being too judgmental at the at the start.
1: And he references Tiger Woods there, of course, because those were the two who brought the PGA membership together. Remember, I think it was in Charlotte, and there was this big golfers-only meeting in which they agreed to stay unified, stick together, and not what they were trying to, to rally golfers and say, "Live is not a better option. They were trying essentially to choke out Liv so that Liv would die. And yet that's not been the case. And Phil Mickelson gets smugger by the second. (laughs) It's after hours CBS Sports Radio. In response to these comments, Phil took to Twitter and urged fans not to, quote, pile on Rory and also use this phrase. It's time to let go of our hostilities. And this goes back to Wednesday. Phil wrote, let's not use this as an opportunity to pile on What Rory said probably wasn't easy. But as much as that seems like a generous move from Phil, there's so much that you can read between the lines. This is him just taking the opportunity to say, aw, you know what? You're admitting you're wrong. All right, then.
0: Let it go, dude. Let it go.
1: Let's let go of our hostilities and move forward as brothers. Honestly, as much as, and I don't think fans pay any attention right when you say don't pile on, blah, blah, whatever. It's just Phil reminding people, I told you so. That that This is Phil's way of reminding people that he said this all along, right? It's his version of I told you so.
2: Phil didn't need to say anything.
1: Mm-mm, he did not. And as much as it comes across as, or if you're just reading it at face value, it comes across as generous of him. It's really passive aggressive is what it is. It's, hey, oh, I'm sorry. Did you say you have regrets or maybe you shouldn't have been so judgmental? Oh, well, here I am. I forgive you. Right. Yep. It's all about, I told you so. And no doubt, he was cheering up one side and down another when the John Rom announcement went public. He probably knew about it ahead of time and just couldn't wait. Rahm's signing is turning into a bridge to bring both sides together. Oh, yeah, Phil, we're all kumbaya now. <laughs> He's definitely feeling validated, right, and vindicated with the John Rahm signing, but also remember there were predictions that uh, maybe Rory even made one that Liv would be dead in a year. And in fact it's the opposite. Again, I'm telling you, there's no merger. It's one of those um <laughs> It's one of those fronts for laundering money. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just a way to have money change hands. And oh yeah, we'll get to that merger. Somewhere down the road. Like we're an
2: old car wash. We're
1: working on it. <laughs> an <old> car wash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up. Did you know defense wins championships? It does. It
3: really does. Especially- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medalla, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Especially in Week 18, so many possibilities.
2: You are listening to the After Hours podcast.
0: In
2: championships. Defense wins championships.
0: I want this so bad. I dreamed this man.
2: I don't know who the tackle is and I'm going against, but I'm I'm gonna
3: kill him. No. Man, no! No! I check all the boxes. Late rush, He throws it down the field
0: intercepted
2: at the 30. 25-20. Make Fitzpatrick goes into the end zone. Defense, defense, defense. That's dangerous.
1: I love it. Defense is dangerous. Well, and if you've got a dangerous defense, then you are a contender in many cases. Think about the Cleveland Browns as an example. How that defense has kept them in games until they could find their footing offensively with Joe Flacco. Jerome Ford stepping in for an injured Nick Chubb. How about Amari Cooper? And when he's on the field, the impact that he's made. But the defense has been relevant and kept them relevant all year. Even the Ravens, as much fun as it's been to see Lamar Jackson in this resurgent system and the way that he's taken ownership and leadership under Todd Monkin. That defense has been one of the best in the NFL all season long. Niners, another great example. How about the Steelers? They're still hanging around. Possible playoff team because of that defense in large part. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to the defense of the Steelers and their number one guy. But Buffalo and Miami, last game of the NFL regular season with the AFC East title on the line. And, of course, Deion Dawkins. Everybody knows the stakes.
3: Seems like like the media and the people try to make it seem more bigger than what it is you know like we've been playing in playoff (laughs) games for the last month it seems like so not that this is just another game it's not i don't want to dumb it down but it's just another important game you know like don't make it more than what it is leave it where it's at and just understand that it's still a game in our season and we have to you know play for a win
1: so as an offensive lineman his job will be to Try to block, not just for the run came, obviously to protect uh, Josh Allen, but also facing the D-line of the Miami Dolphins. Now, here's the big question: Can the Dolphins put up more of a fight than they did the last time they faced the Bills in the AFC East? Right. So y- you've got a clash with the division title on the line. But also, if the Bills don't win, there's a chance they could miss out on the playoffs altogether. So as much as Dion wants to tell us that it's not any bigger than any other game, I don't buy it. Although they've had to fight for their playoff lies. I'll give them that. They've won four in a row, have the Bills, just to get back to the point where they are relevant. And they deserve a ton of credit for putting themselves in this position. As for the Dolphins, they've lost some critical pieces in the last couple of days, and that includes Bradley Chubb with the torn ACL. What a blow for the defense, but Teron Armstead, uh, the Dolphins certainly understand why, as much as they've already clinched a playoff spot, why this game is uber critical.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think there's much much explaining needed at at this point. Uh, Last game of the regular season, we got our Goal number one in front of us, win the the division. So, got to go out and execute, get that done.
1: Yeah, another offensive lineman, and very often, by the way, they are the best talkers on the teams, and they've got the challenge of trying to battle in the trenches. Very often, the team that controls the line of scrimmage, the group that controls the line of scrimmage, is the group that controls the game. And both these teams want to run the ball. Right. Even if it's just run the ball to set up the pass, they both want to keep the opposing defenses honest. And so those O-linemen staring at a huge challenge with the opposing defenses. It will not be cold, though, this game taking place in South Florida. And I have heard that Bills Mafia will travel well for Week 18. Under the lights in Miami. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. TJ Watt, Pittsburgh Steelers. They are hanging on to their playoff hopes, even if they are on life support. And he's excited to be a pro bowler yet again.
2: Anytime uh, my peers see the amount of work that I'm putting in and um, show that they have respect for what I'm trying to do, it's... Super gratifying, because that's all you want at the end of the day is to have respect to the people that you work with day in and day out and uh, just continually trying to get better on and off the field as a leader um, to try to help this team in any way I possibly can. And I'd be lying if I told you this didn't mean something to me. It doesn't matter how many times it is. Each and every year I'm trying to find ways where I can get better and improve, and uh, I don't take this honor lightly at all.
1: So congratulations to TJ and, of course, to the Pittsburgh Steelers at 9-7. and seven. Uh, They need a couple of different dominoes to drop, right? But the big piece is they've got to beat the Ravens on Saturday afternoon. I love the TJ Watt component of that defense. He, he's dynamic, he's athletic, he's obviously explosive. It doesn't matter how many guys you send at him, he usually finds a way. He gets very creative and innovative with his moves. And he's got 17 sacks this season in the NFL. So even as we're talking about possible defensive player of the year candidates, right, uh, he's never far from... Uh, consciousness, And he's tied with Trey Hendrickson of the Bengals. How about that? Two teams from the AFC North who've got the sack leaders. Uh, Josh Allen of the Jaguars. No, the other Josh Allen. Uh, he's right on their heels at 16 and a half sacks. And then Khalil Mack of the Chargers, who will not be in the playoffs. Uh, he's also sitting on 16. So much fun to watch these guys go to work. And I do hope that we get a TJ Watt in the playoffs. So that's Pittsburgh. Got to take care of their business and then see what other dominoes will drop. We know also the Colts and the Texans will play on Saturday, and the winner of that game locks up at least a wild card spot. And DeForest Buckner, man, he's a veteran in the NFL. These opportunities don't come around every year, so he's, he's all about it. <laughs>
2: The grit, you know what I mean, that this team has and, uh, you know, obviously overcoming adversity uh, with injuries, with suspensions, um, you know, it's been a lot, uh, you know, th- for the for the team in general. So for guys to step up, you know what I mean, the way they did throughout the season and, and guys rallying around those guys that stepped up um, who, who weren't, you know, you know, listed as day one starters, um, you know, it just shows the, the type of culture that we have and, um, you know, the belief that we have in one another.
1: The defensive linemen pointing to the change in the Colts said no doubt they are one of the big surprises of this NFL season. The fact that the Colts and Texans are 9-7 and seven and one of them will get into the playoffs it blows my mind. Now we'll wait and see what happens with the Jaguars. They are still the nose in front for the AFC South title, but if they leave that door open, another team could snatch it. Uh, here are the Packers. Without Aaron Rodgers, they can host the Bears- Lambeau Field, Week 18, with a playoff spot on the line, and Joe Barry understands, at least in part, the challenge of trying to limit Justin Fields.
0: Incredible talent. You know, it's been the age-old, age-old problem with uh, with with mobile quarterbacks. You know, you you have the the perfect rush or the perfect pressure or the perfect coverage, um, and then guys that are able just to create things with their feet. Um, and he is he's. Every time we play against him, I, I, uh, I'm shocked at how, how big in stature he is.
3: Hmm.
1: Justin Fields giving the Packers maybe a little bit of bulletin board material, though I bet there are a lot of Packers inside that locker room who feel the same way he does, that there's really not a whole lot to do in Green Bay except to watch football. That's not actually true. Not only do I have relatives who live in the area, but I spent a bunch of time in Green Bay, and there's plenty to do. It's a great it's a great town.
2: Well, I know their fans going to be loud because – Not much to do in Green Bay except watch football. But um,
1: Please. Plenty of good food in Green Bay. But I digress. Yeah, it's so ironic to me that Aaron Rodgers departs for the Jets. The Jets are not in the playoffs. Of course, he didn't uh, play at all. Well, four snaps. Uh, Instead, the Packers have a chance to get into the playoffs where they didn't last year if they can win in Week 18. Wow. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better.